Welcome to a brief chat with Jason Crane for the 31st of August, 2019. It's Wednesday. So glad you're here. Today, I want to talk to you about three books I recently read. Uh, a book by Kwasi Balagoon, or I guess more accurately, a book compiling Kwasi Balagoon's writings and writings about Kwasi. A book by Anthony Bourdain and uh, an American classic that I somehow managed to avoid reading in high school. Let's start with Kwasi Balagoon. The book is called A Soldier's Story, Revolutionary Writings by a New African Anarchist. It's available from PM Press. This is actually a, a kind of expanded reissuing of this book, which originally was released uh, quite a number of years ago, and then PM Press was able to get even more material to put in it. Kwasi Balagoon is someone I had never heard of before I read this book. I am a subscriber to PM Press, and so they send you each month the books that they publish, which is pretty amazing. It's 30 bucks a month and highly recommended. This book uh, was, one, in fact, what caused me to subscribe. <laughs> I kept seeing it going by in my Instagram feed and just really wanted to know more about it. it just everything about the the cover kind of drew me in and the uh, the subhead revolutionary writings by a new African anarchist. It's really, really wonderful for a variety of reasons. Kwasi Balagoon was a member of the Black Liberation Army. Uh, he had been a Black Panther. He was part of the Panther 21 case. He was uh, involved in an armored truck expropriation in New York in December 1981 and was convicted to sentence in, to life in prison. He died uh, in prison in 1986 of an AIDS-related illness. Kwasi Balagoon was bisexual, something that uh, was not talked about a ton at the time, uh, although he, I don't think, did too much to keep it a secret is not the, the idea that I get from the book. Kwasi was an anarchist at a time when... A lot of people in the black liberation movement were not. Uh, there were a lot of things in common between anarchists and the black liberation struggle, but there were a lot of things that weren't particularly in common either. But Kwasi uh, became radicalized the way you know many black people in his era became radicalized, but then kept thinking and achieved an even, I think, further kind of radicalization or political enlightenment that led him to anarchism. The book is really a gem. There's a lot of stuff in here about Kwasi written by other people. There's also a section of his poetry, which is incredibly good. I mean, it's really, really good. Uh, it's not like good for a political prisoner or good for an activist. It's just good. <laughs> and uh, it, that in and of itself is worth the price of admission as far as I'm concerned. Then there are some long trial statements, most of which Kwasi didn't actually get to deliver in full um, at his trials, but that are just scathing indictments of the way uh, black people have been treated in the U.S. and people of color have been treated the world over by the United States. And then there's a, a section at the back from uh, letters that he wrote to other people from uh, inside jail and there are quite a few remembrances of him, both from other political prisoners and from, you know, just folks who kind of knew him in the liberation struggles. There are some longer excerpts from what appear to be unfinished writings of his, uh, manuals for building uh, anarchist affinity groups. And he talks a lot throughout the book about physical fitness and being in shape 
And I was thinking, I kind of wish I knew what exercises he did. And then it turns out the very end of the book is a reproduction of his handwritten and hand-drawn exercise manual that he wrote for people who were exercising in confined spaces, such as prison cells. Um, that's the back of the book. So that's Kawasi Balagoon. His last name is B-A-L-A-G-O-O-N, A Soldier's Story. And you can get it from PM Press, which is at pmpress.org. PM like, you know, AM or PM. That's the, those are the letters in case it's hard to understand. PMPress.org. And I highly recommend buying it directly from the publisher. Then right after that, I read a cook's tour by Anthony Bourdain. On the face of it, those two books are not particularly similar. Anthony Bourdain was someone I paid no attention to when he was alive, except just enough attention to kind of write him off. I really thought of Anthony Bourdain as a kind of testosterone-fueled douche bro whose opinion on the cuisines of the world or anything else I didn't really need to hear. And then when he died, I started reading other people's appreciations of him and thought, oh, I think I was totally wrong, that I just made a snap judgment that was not based on very much information, and I was absolutely wrong about who this guy is. So... Uh, Owen and I started watching Parts Unknown, at least the bits, I think only the last several seasons are available on Netflix or wherever we watched it, and we just fell in love with the show. So I wanted to read his books, and I read Kitchen Confidential, and that is very testosterone-fueled. I mean, it's very kind of, you know, chef as anti-hero, and even uh, Anthony Bourdain himself in later editions of the book said, you know, this was pretty macho. And I don't know if I'd write it exactly the same way the second time. So the second book of his was A Cook's Tour, Global Adventures in Extreme Cuisines. And I think the thing I like the most about Anthony Bourdain is that he is unapologetically himself. And I think in a way that does at least kind of spiritually relate to Kwasi Balagoon's book. Kwasi Balagun's story is a story about someone who decides to become who they truly are and to live their life as truly as possible. And I think Anthony Bourdain's life, similarly, was an example of how to be true to oneself. Now, obviously, he had some extreme advantages later in life. I mean, he became wealthy. He had a book that was a bestseller. He had several TV shows. You know, he lived a life a lot of us don't get to live in its material aspects. But he lived a life that anybody can live in its uh, psychic, emotional, mental aspects, which is to be who you are, to say what you like and don't like, to do the things you would like to do, and to the greatest degree possible to live as your true self. And I find that very inspiring. And I was absolutely wrong about who he was. And uh, I I miss him, even though I didn't pay attention when he was alive. And then finally, at the age of 45, I read To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. It's the only book I've ever read that brought tears to my eyes three different times. Uh, I, I do get teary sometimes, but usually not reading books. And this book just bowled me over emotionally. But I have to say, my response to it has been very, very complicated. I get the way in which it's easily reducible to a kind of heroic story about a small group of more enlightened white people who behave better than the people around them when it comes to racial issues. But the book 
is not without its problems. <laughs> and I think it's not without a certain white savior complex. I think it's not without uh, maybe a certain lack of examination of language, even though a lot of the language in it is beautiful. But as much as I loved it and found it very emotionally powerful and was extremely happy that I read it, I can't say that I that I don't have some issues with it. And I think issues that are fair for critique, even though it was written when it was written in, in 1959 or 60 or whatever. I really do think it, it is uh, a brilliant piece of literature, but I think it is an extremely white piece of literature. And, you know, I think if you read stuff from that same period, um, you know, by Ralph Ellison or James Baldwin or those kind of folks, you can talk about these issues in ways that come from a more enlightened place, even though this is more enlightened than, you know, someone who grew up in rural Alabama might be expected to be. I, I think it's not as enlightened as it could be. So I have very mixed feelings about this book, even though I really, really loved it. So that's uh, Kwasi Balagoon, A Soldier's Story, available from PM Press, Anthony Bourdain, A Cook's Tour, and Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. And that's the show for today. I love you very much. A better world is possible. Don't forget to find the show at abriefchat.com. Please tell your friends. Share it far and wide. You can become a member and support what I do at patreon.com slash abriefchat. I love you very much. A better world is possible. Please.